welcome to Mika for Life. Wow, that was Sorry. really hard on you, huh? Uh, my name is Edward Thomas. My co-host is Lynn Nguyen. Hello. Hey, Lynn. That was a great coughing into. She doesn't have COVID or anything, so I, I'm, I'm okay. I think I had COVID. I'm sure you had COVID. Like two weeks ago or something. Yeah. It felt like COVID because I had high fever. I had so much muscle pain muscle ache wow and last time i really felt that bad was when i had covid so the muscles you've been like growing inside of your bathtub are what are you talking about muscles you know like clams muscles okay but you ruined my joke it was so funny <laughs> i'm people, so stupid i ruined people, your people joke laughing. they've been laying on the floor in tears <laughs> and now they're like what's that uh they're so stupid now yeah, I didn't understand. We were I'm almost so at 100,000, 150,000 people. And now they dropped they're, they're off. Drop off. <laughs> All right. We need new fans. <laughs> okay, maybe we get it with this topic, though. Yeah. So um, you have a home group. You have two home groups in yeah. our church. That's amazing. Like, you guys never sleep. You just have people over. You even well, gave me dinner, so. If you have if you have a lot, just give a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad that you're so humble. <laughs> not really. That's <laughs> not my gift. <laughs> yeah, we know. I was being facetious. Okay. Uh, but anyway, in your home group, you were talking about the difference between mentoring and... Mentorship and discipleship. discipleship. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that would be a good topic for us to talk about today. Because people had different opinions. So we all agreed on that. It's probably not the same, mentorship and discipleship. Mm. But what is what? Well... Like, what's the difference? I think... Because being a being a mentor doesn't necess- necessarily have to do anything that's spiritual development. Yeah. Whereas discipleship is definitely it's a mentoring, but it's a mentoring to help someone to mature spiritually. So it's a focused mentorship. Mm-hmm. Where mentoring, if you say in the general category, could really be about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started working as a teacher now, so all the teachers are assigned a teacher who's been teaching longer to be your mentor. Yeah. Especially in the first year as a teacher. Uh, and so they're not necessarily focusing on my spiritual development, but no. they're focusing on my development as a teacher. Your skills. I can ask, yeah, I can ask yeah. them for advice. How do you do this? How do you book the computers? Which seems to be a big mystery at our school. I don't know how <laughs> everyone else does it, but I have not booked a computer at all. I just actually go. <laughs> it's say, oh. a racist system. No, you know what it is? Because the, I can look at the size of the classroom. And I just take computers. From, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I never do that. <laughs> Someone who looks like me, even though there's no Aren't other. Aren't you the only black teacher there? Yeah. Are you? Well, I'm not the only dark-skinned teacher. There's a couple. There's also dark-skinned. Yeah, but I'm the only male. <laughs> the couple is two women? Yeah, let's see. Okay, one woman. Because I was thinking, like, it's a Christian school. It would be a bit odd. Uh, to have what two black people working there? <laughs> two women who are a couple working there. Oh no, I don't mean. <laughs> I don't mean like the two women were a couple. I mean a couple of women who were dark skinned. Well, you didn't say that. I did. You should listen more to Jordan Peterson. He says you should have clear speech. You are a woman, and you should read the lines. <laughs> I mean, between the lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You should you should go talk to your mentor. Exactly. <laughs> I can't really speak to women. He's like, I know. Okay, so mentorship maybe more about okay. skills. Yeah, I mean, helping you. With I your think mentorship is a wider category where maybe discipleship could be a subset. So discipleship falls <laughs> into mentorship. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> so what? Pepper my throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's it, so what what exactly do you do with discipleship then? Well, 
So I think discipleship is actually strategically and intentionally. <coughs> wow. We have so much <coughs> coughing going on today. Sorry. <coughs> my thing is because my throat is strained from all my teaching today. Mm-hmm. You're Let crying, me you mean. Water. Oh my. Shut up. <laughs> I was sharing tears of intensity. Joy, no, joy I and happiness. There was no joy. No, Ed had a tough day today at, at school, at his work. <coughs> so yeah. you have to excuse him. I cry at church. I cry at work. I don't know what's wrong with me. You let your feminine side loose. That's a real man. I'm not a girl. No one says I'm feminine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Discipleship. What is it? Intentional. So it's in. It's an in, uh, atten- intentional uh, wanting to help someone to, to grow spiritually. And you do it in the way, uh, if you read Robert E. Coleman's book, The Way of the Master, well, the master's way of disciple evangelism, and in there he talks about the way that Jesus uh, discipled his 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 disciples, disciples. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> his Disciple followers. How do you got us? <laughs> yeah, so that um, what happens is you make yourself available, and you spend time. So spend time, and so you're inviting people into the life that you actually have, and you share that life with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jesus had a prayer life, and his disciples saw his prayer life. And they Jesus fell asleep. had a preaching. Well, that was at the end. Because they're like, oh my God. Again. They're like, you know he prays for a long time. <laughs> let's take Three a, times. He's like, let's, let's sleep a little bit. And then we'll catch him at the end of the prayer. So, uh, I don't know if that's true. Please, apostles, do not curse me. Um, like, I don't know if they can hear me because they're dead. But anyway, that's another topic. <laughs> well, ghost, I think we talked about once. But... Um, <clears throat> Jesus um, healed people, and so everything that he everything that he demonstrated, the apostles were then able to copy. And so, when you're mentoring people, so if I mentor someone, uh, usually what I'm like, oh hey, I'm gonna go pray. Why don't you just come out with me? So I don't do anything special. I just invite them to the life I already live with God, and share that life with them. So you can't fake it. Every time when they're around, you're like, let me be holy Christian. I just exactly. I'm like, oh wait. <laughs> One of my one of my disciples are coming. Okay, I'm gonna pray right now. And be holy. Like, oh, Andrew's so holy. I'll never live up to you. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm on the pedestal. No. So how how often do you have to meet? Because you're saying like you make yourself available and just live life together. Well, I think that uh, now it'd be a little bit harder now that I'm working in the, in the school. Uh, but when I was just working in the church, then people would just I'm like, listen, we'll meet throughout the week. You just come by. Because you my, were at the same place. Yeah, cause I, and so I, I I just made my life more available for those people. Mm-hmm. So they can call me anytime, come by anytime. Whatever I was doing, I'm like, come on. I'm like, oh, you know, I got to go preach in this church. I want you to follow along. And they're like, what? Yeah, I want you to pray for me while I'm preaching. They're like, really? I'm like, well, I mean, you want me to have a good sermon? Are you a Christian? <laughs> Do you and believe so, in prayer? And so if if I was if someone says, oh, could you come and pray for me for healing? Mm-hmm. I would bring them with me. Mm-hmm. So they were like involved in all these, like most other people weren't involved in those things. But if I'm going to disciple someone, they actually open the door to the life I live with God, whatever that looks like. Um, and I share that with them and they're allowed to ask questions. Um, and then I'm always asking them to participate. So the whole thing is in for what them. what you do. Yeah. So like if we're going to, we uh, went to visit someone who was sick and I would just say, okay, listen, are we going to pray for someone? I've talked to my ahead of time. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do and everything. So I want you to join in. But what you're saying now sounds for me more like, well, you 
you worked as a pastor and a lot of people see you also as like spiritual leader. But then what about all the other people who maybe don't go regularly to people mm. to pray for them for the sake or visit someone or I mean that's what my life was like before I became <laughs> I think when I when I got ordained it became less. Okay. So it was more so when I was before I got ordained. But um I think just a regular person, if you have a uh first you have to be discipled. Mm-hmm. So if you've never been discipled, you need to go and let someone disciple you. Because you probably feel, oh, I'm all right. I've been a Christian for a long time. I really am. All right. I'm mature. I know everything. You probably nah. don't. There's probably <laughs> some areas in your life where you could use help and input for someone else mm-hmm. uh, to be a really both well-rounded but also mature Christian. Um, and then you go out and you do the same thing. So Jesus demonstrated for his disciples. And then his disciples went out and did the same thing that Jesus taught them. Mm-hmm. And that was how the church functioned for a very, very long time. Until probably about one thirty, one thirty six or so, after the Second Jewish Revolt. Um, so, I, and I think that's the, still the best way to disciple. It's just you just spend a lot of time. If you don't have time, you can't disciple. You have to have yeah. time, and you have to make your life available to other people. So, if you want to be a private Christian, you want people to know private about your, your inconsistencies <laughs> in your life, then you probably probably will not want to disciple anyone. Um, well, I asked in, in our home group, and everyone was willing. I asked them, so if were you guys like ready to disciple anyone now? And they, yeah, I think two out of six people said yes. Mm-hmm. I would, and yeah. it, before, like I would let someone disciple someone, I would like to sit down and talk to them and just say, you know, and just ask them and ask them questions about their life. So, how does your prayer life look? How does your Bible reading look? They're like, what prayer life? What exactly. Bible? <laughs> it's like, what? Do I have to read the Bible to mentor someone? Mm, yeah okay because whatever your life is like is how other people are going to take after so we're not and we're not talking about being some kind of super christian with the big c or be a holy 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 we're just talking about being a mature disciple that just means that your life is strongly affected by the walk of faith and it does include things like prayer it includes things like worship it includes you know your relationship to the word of god it includes your service in the church and includes your helping. So how do you serve and help other people? Mm-hmm. And and if you can look at that and you look at those kind of things, you could really determine if someone has reached a certain level, a level of maturity in those different areas to such a level. And you, know, I, mean, we, I mean, and again, I want to emphasize: we're not talking about how perfect you are. We're not talking about just having on the on the surface mm. something that looks Christian. We're talking about from the very inside, yeah. real from the inside of the cup kind of stuff. We talked also um, about like that you can only disciple someone who is not where you are. Like because I was asking this one yeah. one guy, <laughs> he's living with another guy, they're friends. Okay. And, and I was I'm glad you clarified that. <laughs> <laughs> they're friends, they're peers, brothers. Mm, so sure they if okay. they were ever discipling each other and then he said no because we are like peers and he feels like he needs someone to be more senior than him to be able to disciple him. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, you can only lead people to where you're at, but I'm not really sure if that's the case that someone needs to be more senior. They just have to be more mature in their faith. Yeah, yeah, but that's so, what... what so it's, not, it's not an age thing. It's no, but about, I mean, like, you don't even have to be a Christian for a long time to be mature in your faith. Yeah. So you can have some people who have been Christians for 30 years. Yeah, still baby Christians. Mature, yeah. they're not mature. And they can be disciples of someone who's only been Christian for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I usually say that try to have people, if it's possible... It's not always possible, but if a person's been a Christian for at least a couple of two or three years, then they're probably baby Christians. Well, no, they can probably disciple other people, but it doesn't have to be that long. It's just a stupid 
number that I pick because arbitrary. I feel, that, I feel that over the course of time, your faith has been tested, and so if you have should a be tested. Test, if you just, be. but the problem is like so. If I let's say like thirty people come to church, yeah, and they all become believers. Um, if we're a new church and we don't have anyone else in church. That's then, problematic. You know, I'll probably disciple 10. Yeah. And they have those 10 to disciple the rest of the group. So there will be a gap between the rest the of the group. And time, I would try yeah. to pick the 10 most enthusiastic is what I would. Burning I one. <laughs> I know it sounds really bad. But but because I know that they'll, they'll take the time to commit themselves to actually uh, learning, doing, and then imitating. Mm. So those are the things that you want in people who are <laughs> to disciple. And then, and then what happens is that would rapidly spread to a whole bunch of people who can disciple. We hope so. so. It would be really good because that's, well, that's the goal of discipleship yeah. is to bring a person to maturity so that they can themselves disciple someone else. So disciples disciple. The, when we talked about that in our home groups, um, we talked about discipleship. And when we also talked about like, um, what if there's a lack of discipleship in both directions? So people who could disciple you and there's, and you feel like there's no one you could disciple. Because we also talked about mm. discipleship is a two-way thing. Like if the other one doesn't want to be discipled, there is no way. You cannot force them to get discipled. The more sect-like we are, <laughs> the more we can do that. The more you brainwash them. Well, you know, <laughs> I think that some of the sect leaders have a good idea. <laughs> you make them believe that their life hangs on you. Uh, no, but I, th I think that, but that's the whole thing. Um, the best way to disciple is to always to disciple a new Christian. So trying to decide people who've been Christian for a long time, it's like the concrete's already got hard. Just, <laughs> you gotta break the concrete first. You know? To get so to the soil. Work. Yeah, it's just like so much work. I'm like, if this is worth it you know you still may not but get that's anywhere so that sounds really depressing because we have we have a number of christians in our church who have been christians for Never. several years i'm the pastor everyone's disciple okay. <laughs> and they they still only take milk like mm. we talked about yesterday people said that well some people still deal with baby issues like baby christian issues mm. but that's because the people so the majority of people in our church we haven't led to faith we haven't let, no. no. no and no. so what happens is that some other church has actually been responsible for... The uh, neglect. The, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for putting in such such kind <laughs> and soft words. The neglect calls social <laughs> services for Christians. <laughs> ah, that church should be People, taken away. Every Sunday someone shows up. <coughs> Hello, where's the social services for Christians? <laughs> We hear there's some spiritual neglect here, and we came to take the pastor away to lock him up. Beat no, no, him no you take you take you take the the kids, you take the baby Christians, because uh -huh. you don't take the parents. You no, take the baby Christians, uh -huh. put them in the foster Christian care. Oh my! God. We could be a Christian foster we home. We need to make this into a business. <laughs> <laughs> you have some bad Christians in your church. Send mm. them to our Christian camp. <laughs> To our Christian boot camp. <laughs> you get up Christian right now and you read the Bible. Read in the morning. Six o'clock every day. Chop, yes, chop, sir, chop. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, it's like military school for Christians. I know. That would be great. It probably wouldn't help anything, but it would be fun to yell at people in the name of Jesus. Just <laughs> like, in the name of Jesus. Are you, a, are you a spiritual maggot? <laughs> Do you want a, the enemy to win? <laughs> get up right now, sucker. Come on. It's time for you to live for Jesus. Because <laughs> that helps. Yeah. I bet you try that on Sunday. Well, oh. At least you would get some money in. Maybe. 
Because those of you who are listeners, if you want me to change my game, <laughs> write to us and let us know. It's called Disciple, say, Disciple Camp, level one, two, and three. Y- you know someone's going to write and say, you know what? I really wish when it's a serious subject, I wish you guys could be more serious. We are, we are serious, serious and we can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what about okay. people... When yeah, you okay, feel so like you don't, you don't, you, you don't, because there are some people who feel like they don't have anyone that could disciple them because they want to be disciple, but they feel like there's no one senior than me or more to mature. So I, I know like in our church, if someone really wants to be a disciple, come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. I think I said this once in a sermon. Like if you, if you feel like you want to be discipled and you feel there's no one to disciple you, come and talk to me. <laughs> I'll get you discipled. You're going to hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, ooh. Like, oh my gosh. He was really serious about that. <laughs> Oh yes, Megan, get up! <laughs> when one of the girls she was talking about, like um, that, she had some people like building relationships with, mm. and then starting this discipleship thingy. Go, not necessarily calling it like, "Oh, you're my disciple," but yeah. like just spending time and you know speaking Show into other people's lives, <laughs> like the scouts. <laughs> yeah, I think Christians should be like scouts. And we have our badge, and we wear our badge all the time. I was like, "Oh wow." You have a spiritual development badge. Yeah, spiritual gifts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Wait, but and you have the you have the apostle anointing gift. <laughs> Ooh, how did you get oh. that one? It's only given out twice a year. Tony is very very special people. Oh wow! Forget no, but this person was talking about that. Yeah. Well, some some people they can't take it. Like if you start to root in their lives and find stuff and you point them out to them, they can't yeah. take it and then just take off. But that's Bye. not real. So real mentoring isn't really rooting in. Like, Are you talking about life? mentoring or discipleship now? Sorry, discipleship. <laughs> so discipleship is not really so much going into the life. The di- discipleship is you being the example mm-hmm. for other people to follow. So what happens is that. Um, um, so if you have that sin, the other the other ones like, oh, let me also get that sin. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> Yeah, like so, you you want people who are not like not struggling with like sexual addiction problems, drug alcohol addiction problems, no the addiction obvious problems. ones. Yeah, I mean you just you don't because, Yeah, you <laughs> want people like let's go and spend money we don't have. <laughs> Jesus will fix it. Jesus is like no, I didn't tell you to do that, dummy. So, no, I think no. Jesus doesn't call people dummy. Only I do. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Ed is not Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm I can not. tell you, he's not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to say something stupid, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to keep this clean for other kitties. Mm. Uh, but I think that, uh, uh, now I forgot the question. My mind is all over the place. I know. It is. <laughs> I think we were talking about if we started with, if you have no one who could disciple yeah, you, yeah. Okay. people should come. Oh yeah. And then we mm. talked about, yeah, I was talking about that, but shouldn't you point out things in the other people's person's no. life, would they come out? No, they come because out? the whole thing, so if you're leading people to dis- to maturity, you're also leading them to a dependency upon Christ and a trust in the Word of God. So as they're reading the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is going to convict them. So now you're not supposed to tell them? No. If they're like living with their boyfriend or their girlfriend having sex, well, okay. you shouldn't say that. <laughs> shouldn't say anything about this? You're like, oh. I would say like, so... <laughs> I'm gonna read a Bible. Are you brother and sister. No, I'm gonna read a Bible verse today, First Corinthians chapter. <laughs> I mean, First Thessalonians chapter four. <laughs> like, so what it, you it's think? A, it's a text for those of you who don't know the Bible. It's a text in the Bible that says that that fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, is is so wrong that the wrath of God can come upon people who do such things. So all of a sudden, I'm like, what do you think about that text? <laughs> Why have you chosen that text for Ed? <laughs> 
Because it's a text to my reading schedule. Liar. 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 No, because I, I think that, so I believe that when a person comes to faith in Jesus, now we're talking about a new believer, mm-hmm. uh, who time-wise is a very new believer, you still carry your old life with you. Yeah. And so what, what uh, a maturing uh, discipleship does is that it helps you by showing you God's word and exposing you to God's word into prayer and being open to hearing God. What that does is also open you up to the spirit of God actually leading conviction. So I've been with people where all of a sudden someone says, you know, I have this question because as, as when I'm mentoring people, they have the, they have the freedom to ask any mm-hmm. question. I try to be available for that. And then people start asking these questions about their life. Well, you know, me and my girlfriend, I'm like, girlfriend, are you living together? Yeah. I'm like, okay, ask the question. Yeah, but I was reading the Bible and I'm not sure if this is something God would approve of. Mm, then and it I, comes up naturally. I'm like, yeah. So I, I'm relying upon the spirit of God to bring to the surface the things that the spirit wants them to deal with now. But I think it's really nice that in our mm. home group that actually happens. Really? People just say that's like, why I don't oh, this your is... Home group. I don't <laughs> want you to know about my sin. But people bring it up. It's like, because there's there's no way for me to know otherwise. If they don't tell me something, how am I supp- supposed to know? I don't know their family, their background. Discernment. If you have spiritual discernment, God's going to tell you the information. The word I have of knowledge, spiritual. The word of... I did this test, like seven questions or something, and it says I have to give seven. a spiritual discernment. Seven okay? questions. I don't yeah. know what seven, but it was like ten, maybe. I don't know. Well, okay, it's not enough <laughs> questions. <We're getting laughs> hey, at least a hundred. <laughs> it's not a good test, no. No, but I think that uh, I think that that's really important is to trust God in the process. I'm I'm like God. I can't change their life anyway, but I do believe that as we're leading people to discipleship and we're leading people to to trust God mm-hmm. to actually form their life around. Uh, what the Bible tells us in the life of Jesus, the example of Jesus. And what happens is that things just bubble up, like you were saying in your home group. Mm. Things will bubble up to the surface. And I, I just pers- personally believe that uh, when things bubble up, um, that's that's when the Spirit is active in their life. And now they're ready for change. Mm-hmm. So I think the Spirit searches and knows when uh, the person is ready now to receive the new word and have a new paradigm shift and to do something totally different. Um, but then that's how my life in Jesus is anyway. So I, I believe that God does things like that. And I trust God that to let things, even in my own life, for him to work it out when it's time to make a change. <laughs> and so that probably affects the way then when I'm discipling people. <clears throat> I do know people who try to disciple others by constantly telling them what they should do and what they do wrong. But that's like criticism. And I don't find it at all like... When we read in the Bible, um, Jesus is constantly demonstrating for his disciples, and he'll ask them to do things, but he's not saying you did this wrong. That's not where he's coming from. I mean, no. think like he's Jesus walks on the water, and Peter sees him, and they're all like afraid. Jesus is on the water, stormy, and Jesus says, "Well, if you if you believe, come and walk in water." He says, "Okay," and then Peter starts to walk in the water before he you know doubts. Realize, and yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, but Jesus could have said. You're you so dumb. stupid. Don't you know I'm the son of God? If I can stand on the water, so can you. Get out the boat, you dummy. <laughs> but he doesn't. And even, well, at least the Bible says he didn't. He did, we don't know Jesus might say, stupid. Who's the first sucker to get out the boat? He said, I'm a sucker. I don't know any better. I'll follow you wherever you go, Jesus. Well, that's what I don't at. think. <laughs> that's what they all said. Yeah, well, you know. Then 
when Jesus <laughs> gets arrested. It's like, oh, I don't know Jesus. That's like, who's that? Oh, I'm not with them. Yeah. So I, so and I, and I see Jesus even when he sends out the twelve first, and mm-hmm. then seventy-two, and he says, you know, he gives them all these instructions about what they can do, and he doesn't say, and if you fail, don't come back. Being ashamed to my name. No, hell is waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't threaten them or anything. He gives them the opportunity to succeed, and he gives them an opportunity to fail. And he also tells him, like, you know, if you're not take, if you're not welcomed, uh, dust off your shoes or whatever. Yeah, and if, yeah. If people move. don't listen to your message. Dust yeah. the, dust, dust the dust off your, off your sandals shoes. Or off your sandals. Yeah. yeah, I guess they had sandals back then. Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> They're so old. They're so biblical. <laughs> exactly. I think everyone back in the Jesus day had Birkenstocks. It just seems like a Jesus kind of sandal. You know what I mean? Good for your feet, oh comfortable, God. airy, but you know, still able to absorb some of the sun from from the hot desert in Judea. <laughs> so, what would you say um, if we only would use mentorship in a Christian context? How would that look like? Oi. So, mentorship could be like so when people. Um, so when um, someone who's new to youth ministry, mm-hmm. um, and then I, oh, if I, they'll ask me, hey, Ed, I know you have a lot of experience with youth ministry. You could, is it okay if you can mentor me? So I, I meet with them. We talk about youth ministry, how you can do things. I usually am just asking questions all the time. Okay, I mean, so when you chose your leaders, did you ask any of them if they were Christian or anything? <laughs> like, no, I just thought because they showed up, well, are they all Christian? No. I was so surprised that, that half of them are not Christian. They don't believe in God at all. Like, okay. So what do you learn from this? So in that case, the mentoring is to help someone to develop in, the skills their, again. in their function. Uh-huh. Yeah. Isn't so it's a skill set. Yeah. To help them to develop in their role as a as a uh, youth, youth leader. Work, youth yeah. leader. Same thing with the disciple in the uh, discipleship team. In the uh, worship, worship team. team. Yeah. Is to help people develop musically. And even to lead worship, so to lead the congregation to worship God. Mm-hmm. So, and we're talking about these, well, the skill sets. They could be a spiritual aspect uh, when we talk about, um, like, with the uh, youth work or with the uh, uh, worship team, um, where we incorporate still the prayer life and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would say, okay, then let's pray for your youth. Let's pray for your job. Or let's pray for the worship team. Or maybe you should, when you're leading worship, why don't you pray also? Also. Mm-hmm. So there they could be a spiritual aspect, but it's really more about the skill set or the requirements for the job or something that I, I feel like, okay, based on my experience and my knowledge, here's something that might be good for you mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Um, so, and, and that's more, and that's mentoring. I wouldn't call that all, at all discipleship. Um, but... Do you uh, ever like, uh, <clears throat> is there ever an end to mentorship and discipleship? Mm. When the person's able to stand on their own two feet, and this is in both cases. Both mentors yeah, and both disciples. Yeah, both mentors and disciples, and that's when you back off. So the whole goal for in, in discipling is for, in the beginning, you're leading and you're showing, but there's a there's a transition always to lead. The, so the other person is more leading, and sometimes you're, you're more coaching. So you go from leading to coaching in discipleship. In mentoring, um, you're, you're always kind of coaching, yeah, um, but you're coaching with a with the whole thing of hopefully they'll become independent and they won't need you anymore. So both are, yeah. are short term. If you're mentoring forever and ever and ever, <laughs> mm, I don't know if I would call that mentoring because. But the, you said you still have mentors. 
Yeah. So I have people who I've, uh, okay, I would say this. I have people who I mentor in the sense that Can I'm not training advice? them to be, to be youth workers. Uh, it's more almost to the sense of spiritual counseling. So um, I, there's a, pers- a couple of people I meet with, and we talk together, and it's always the same thing. It's like, hey, so how is your, how's your work going? Mm-hmm. How's you know your job? How do you get along with your colleagues? Um, how uh, are there any new challenges or anything in the ministry and stuff like that? So we're we're kind of in that direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but I said it. You said you had mentors. Well, I mean, for me, yeah. I, like I used you to. had, yeah. Oh, but, you used to, but but now that I turned sixty, <laughs> most of my mentors are in their eighties. No, but I was thinking because we talked about the time aspect, how how much time. Right, and that's what I mean. So, so the people, the long term mentoring, is not so much of trying to get me a skill set. It's more spiritual counseling. Ah, okay, okay. So, so, so even from mentoring, it, it goes to spiritual. counseling. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. like, so I'm still, I have sort of a leadership role, but not a leader to lead them. Mm-hmm. It's more here is the Advice. an older person with a lot more wisdom and experience, mm-hmm. who you can. Uh, bounce your ideas off of. So, I mean, I meet with this person and he says, oh, you know, I've been thinking about doing this with the with the youth group and stuff like that. Um, and if I think I'm like, it's a good idea, I'm like, oh, hey, great. So how are you going to implement it or something? If I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm like, okay, explain what you're thinking more. I'm not really sure if I'm, you know, there. Uh, sometimes the the confident will say, you know, can I can I run this idea about by you? I just want to get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. So in those cases, I'm listening, asking questions, but more from a a uh, an experienced dad figure, <laughs> like an experienced experienced person who's sharing the willingness to share their knowledge, like going to a having a business mentor. Mm-hmm. So say I'm in, I'm in a startup company, and now the founder. They say Steve Jobs was still alive. <laughs> I'm like, can you choose someone who's living? Yeah, and then Mark Zuckerberg. Okay, Mark, Mark, because I can't say his name. Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, like, Jeff, like Jeff Bezos. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Okay. Elon Musk. I oh, would listen e- to Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon Musk. Oh, I love Elon. Okay, so, so then, if I were to say oh, I'm, I'm going to start an electric car company in Sweden. And I think, who could, Elon, he's done that. <laughs> so, so then I would call Elon. I'm like, hey, Elon, you know, um, Just I've had this Twitter. idea, some things. And he's like, oh, wow, Ed, you should take over Twitter for me. You know, I'm sure <laughs> if he met me, he would say that. I was thinking about writing to him when he said, I'll take over Twitter for you. <laughs> Let he'd me be like, who Twitter. are you? <laughs> he's like, you don't know anything about Twitter. Don't matter. He's I'll South African. Uh, I th- uh, Elon. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was Israeli. No, okay. he's South African. Oh, <coughs> sorry. That's okay. Time for us Spre- to stop. Spread your germs <laughs> all over me. I know you're like, oh, wow, Ebola all over me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you enjoyed this uh, episode about what are we done already? What yes. are we not done yet? We have to make another one. What, what do you say, Mama? <laughs> Let's mentor you. Shut up. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say shut up. It's really rude. Don't tell my mommy on you. <laughs> it's okay. I don't want to be rude to you. You had a hard day today. I know. People have been rude to you already. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Please I'm rude to you to when me. we're offline. <laughs> okay, exactly. If you see my one side of my face is, is swollen, it's because Lynn's been slapping me. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> no, no. I don't speak with that accent. <laughs> no, <it was laughs> the Chinese accent. I'm like, no. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> That's my German accent. 
That's not German at all. Wow, Ed. Can't even, uh, yeah. Can't even insult people properly. I'm sorry. I can't imitate people because I'm not, I'm not like that. I don't make fun of people. Mm-hmm. Unless they have their back turned to me. <laughs> okay. Let's say okay. goodbye, people. Okay. Yes. And I hope that you've enjoyed this. Remember to write to us. Remember to share this with your friends and family. If you go to the old people's home, just sign <laughs> them up. They won't know what they're listening to. Yeah. They might enjoy our voices. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, you know what? This really nice person came to visit me. Like you have a doll there. And then just play Fika for life. One episode after another. They're yeah. like, oh, wow. It was such a great conversation. <laughs> so filled with wisdom and humor. Oh. <laughs> and of course, we're not like tooting our own horn or anything. No. We're humble. <laughs> Well, you humble, maybe. <laughs> I know I'm humble. I know you're not, but I'm, I'm holy and <laughs> You're humble for me. Oh, wow. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just comparing myself to you. It's like, okay, I know some evil people who are like more <laughs> humble than you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Thanks, okay, everyone. everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again. <laughs> <laughs>